terms of context, I'm going to make a small change. So if you would please turn to Acts 16. Just addition, I should say, an addition. <laughs> Acts 16. I would like to read verses 1 through 5. 1 through 5. This will introduce to us Timothy in terms of him coming on the scene. Listen carefully to the word of God. Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra, the disciple, was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the city, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. Now, if you would turn to 2 Timothy, once again, chapter 3, 10 through 17. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, give to us hearts that love to be instructed by thy word. 
we ask that thou wilt help us, guide us and direct us in our lives by your word. In Christ's name, amen. What is at the heart of a covenant home? What is at the heart of a covenant home? Indeed, there are many things that encompass our most holy faith that can be said to be at the heart of our covenant homes. The most important aspect of that is the centrality of the gospel found in Jesus Christ. But one thing I am sure that we would agree upon that also needs to be included with respect to being ministered by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the Holy Bible. The Holy Scriptures are a must in our homes. In fact, we would be dogmatic that it is not enough to have the Bible sitting on the coffee table, on the nightstand, on the shelf in our room, but we must read it, meditate upon its words, struggle with its meaning, and take its words to our hearts so as to live out of The word of God. Indeed, we understand it to be the living, the living and the true word of God. Congregation, we cannot minimize the importance of the word of God in the context of our own covenant households. It is clearly before you in this passage. Timothy. Timothy has been raised on the Holy Scriptures. He has been raised on the Holy Scriptures. As he became a young man, he was very respected and a disciple of the faith. Acts 16 1 and 2. Paul first met him on his first missionary journey when he came to Derby in Lystra. It is quite possible that he had a believing mother but not a believing father. Luke tells us that he had a Jewish mother who believed and that he had a Greek father. We read that in Acts 16, verse 1. Whether he was a child of one believing parent, or whether he was a child of two believing parents, he was raised in the context of a covenant home under the close supervision and nurture of his mother, Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Indeed, 
the saving and redeeming faith, a genuine faith that was found in Lois and Eunice, was also given to Timothy as a gift, as a gift of God's sovereign grace being raised in that covenantal home. 2 Timothy 1.6 O congregation, is this not the visible blessings of God's covenant oath as written upon the tablets of stone upon Mount Sinai? Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land on which the Lord your God is giving you. Or, as we find in the wisdom literature, in that passage that we know well and quote often, train up a child in the way he shall go, shall go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's Proverbs 22, verse 6. But be very careful, very careful to hear the words of Solomon in Proverbs. Too many Christian parents claim the the promise of the Lord without training. They think God's promise is secured just because they are a Christian or that the child has been baptized, or that the child has been raised in their home. In fact, I have met parents who even try to hold God himself captive, captive to this promise when they have failed terribly and miserably as parents. There is a clear imperative here in the Hebrew, train, train, meaning to give instruction, to give instruction. What does that word mean? To give instruction, to dedicate to this instruction. Lois and Eunice were not slouchers. They were not lazy with respect to Timothy. For the phrase Paul employs in 2 Timothy 3.15 and that from childhood, literal, the literal reading in the Greek would be and that being newly born, being newly born, that is from the time Timothy was born. Lois and Eunice were diligent, were diligent and dedicating, dedicated to instructing Timothy in the Holy Scriptures. Why? Why was Eunice and Lois so dedicated? So that Lois and Eunice could pass on their faith to Timothy so that he would be saved. The faith of Lois and Eunice became automatically 
Timothy's faith. Timothy gets to heaven because of his ancestors' faith. You get to go to heaven because of your parents' faith. Oh, we all know the answer to that. We've been told that odd infinitum in terms of our Reformed tradition. Absolutely not. But note carefully how the text reads. The covenant parent is dedicated to instruction of the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. It is the knowledge of the word of God that makes one wise for salvation in Christ. It is the knowledge of the word of God given in instruction from Lois and Eunice that made Timothy wise for the salvation in Christ. It is the truth of God's word that brought a genuine and saving faith in Jesus Christ to Timothy. You see, in the final analysis, it is not about Eunice and Lois. It's about God's word that presents salvation. It is God's word that presents the object the object, the holy object, the necessary object of your holy faith, Jesus Christ. You are saved through faith by the Christ who appears now to us in the written revelation of the scriptures. And parents, covenant parents, You have no excuse. You must train. You must train. You must instruct your child in the scriptures, which leads them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get very serious. Do you want your children to believe in Jesus? Do you want your children to know the riches and benefits of eternal life in Christ? Do you want your children to live their baptism? That means to live out of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly places right now as they journey as pilgrims on this earth. Do you want your children to be seated at the marriage feast of the Lamb? If these things are a burning passion in your heart, then why would you neglect 
Why would you neglect the nourishment that their souls need? If it is something this morning as you reflect being seated here in the assembly of the saints, if it is something that you are neglecting, then renew your covenant responsibility before the Lord and your children. Do not attack yourself right now if you've been neglecting this. I want to encourage you, encourage you to renew yourself. Start fresh. Start anew. Begin because you want to see your children with Jesus forever and ever. And children, many of you seated here today are old enough to place responsibility upon mother and father. You yourself can request, no, even demand that your parents give effort and strength to them in terms of the instruction of the word of God. You as children think Right now, seriously, for you crave, you crave the word of God. You yourself as children of the covenant, you long for the sweetness of the God's truth and gospel to come unto you. And you wish and want the instruction of the wisdom of God from the word of God. And surely, in terms of all that you as young people grow up and you engage, you want the counsel, the precious counsel of the word of God in every situation that you will face. And surely, as you grow to a mature faith, children, you will wish to have the rebuke from the word of God concerning your own sin. Indeed, I know an example of a parent who in in terms of family devotions attempted to use a devotional to a child that was three years old. And the child said to their parent, why are we using the devotional? Why don't we use the Bible? At that point, the parent changed and started reading through the Bible 
in devotionals situation. <laughs> Talk about the wisdom from children. <laughs> Indeed, as the promise of the covenant continues into the new covenant, you will be an example of God's faithful covenant. Let every child in this congregation participate and claim, claim the reality of Peter's covenantal language in his sermon on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The promise of salvation in Christ is secured in you by living, living in the word of God. Paul is driving home. Paul is impressing upon Timothy the truth of the covenantal environment upon Timothy's heart. In this era of transition from the apostles to the time when the apostles will no longer be around, when suffering, persecution, and deception will grip the church Timothy must continue in the things that he has learned and has, been, has become assured of, or as the ESV has it, has come to firmly believe. In this case, it means the assurance of salvation in terms of faith. In what environment did God provide for Timothy to learn. The phrase in verse 14, knowing from whom you have learned them, is pointing in two directions to remind Timothy. First is Paul's apostolic mentoring, and secondly is Timothy's godly mother and grandmother. With respect to Paul, we are back to to verses 10 and 11 in our text where Timothy is commended for following Paul's doctrine, means of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions. Timothy learned these things. He learned these things from his mentor Paul. But be careful here. Paul is not exalting himself here in terms of his own ego. And he's not a here trying to be conceited himself concerning his position. He places these things before Timothy as Christ's chosen apostle. Just like the disciples were to follow Christ the head of the church, likewise Timothy is a disciple of the Apostle Paul. Paul's life is fashioned, is fashioned by Christ. It conforms to the image, the pattern and life of Christ. Paul's life exegetes 
the life that the Bible tells us we are to live. Another way we can see this breaking down into Timothy is that Timothy learns and is firmly and firmly believes the gospel in the context of the apostolic church. For each of you here this morning, let this register in the depths of your own heart. You learn about the assurance of the gospel from the word of God by being in church. By being in Christ's church. And secondly, Timothy learned and is assured of the gospel from the word of God by godly parents. Lois and Eunice did not forsake the instruction of the word of God which brought faith and salvation in Christ for Timothy. Paul is pleading that he must continue in this instruction as he himself, as we saw last week, is going through some of his own, own doubts. He must stay tuned to this. Oh, congregation, the covenantal environment is clear as it is presented in Scripture. It is church and home. Church and home. And it is crucial. That covenantal environment is crucial for understanding the presentation, the instruction, and nurture of the Christian life on the basis of Holy Scripture. If we are going to know the riches of God's wonderful salvation, if we are going to be equipped to go into the world that hates and despises us, then you must have the treasures, the treasures of God's word branded, branded upon your mind and upon your soul, you cannot overlook that wonderful passage of covenantal commitment in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 9 and 10. order to experience this truth you must be in church he hearing the preaching of the word of god this is seen in Paul's instruction of Timothy, even in this context, you see it as we move on into the second chapter, that beautiful and important verse that he gives to Timothy in 4 verse 2. Preach the word. 
Very simple. Very simple. It's in the confines of the church. Preach the word. Secondly, families, you need to have a time of family worship or devotion, whatever it is, in which the corporate body of your family is studying the word of God. I have mentioned before in the Malachi series the directory of worship that was produced in 1647 in terms of the church in Scotland, in terms of the Presbyterian idea to encourage parents, specifically fathers, to be in lead in this case. But as you can see in our text, in terms of Eunice and Lois, mother is also extremely vital in this aspect. We need to nurture ourselves in the word of God and make time for quality meditation and study. You've already learned that this is not my M.O. in preaching. But I'm going to give you three instructions here. Three suggestions. In closing. Concerning this aspect. Of nurturing your family. And yourselves. In the word of God. Make sure you have in your home more than one translation. Indeed, choose your favorite translation or version to read. As I have suggested before, I do like to at least have in every home the 1901 American Standard Version, which I still believe is the most accurate still to the Hebrew and Greek text, at least somewhere in your home. Get a Bible, secondly, that has a good cross-reference section in it. Pick up a very good concordance. I've already talked to a member in this congregation who is very, very very diligent about using a concordance when that person reads the scripture. Very helpful. It helps you connect dots in scripture with respect to words. Keep a notebook, thirdly, for reflection. Jot down patterns that you observe, parallels that you observe, thoughts that jolt and sort of hit your mind. And fourthly, 
as you are reading a passage, this has been one of the greatest aids in my own personal reading of Scripture in terms of meditating upon a text. Take it for what it's worth. As you're reading a passage of Scripture, does it remind you of another portion of Scripture somewhere else? Does the story sound familiar somewhere else in Scripture? A most obvious example. The sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22. Just read it in terms of Genesis 22 and see if it doesn't make you think. (laughs) Think of the Father giving his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for us. Let me add a fifth. (laughs) Try to read a biblical book all the way through that you're reading in one reading. This can be difficult if it's a long book. (laughs) But anyways, you can try to do that The reason that you're doing that is you're trying to understand where the author is starting and then you're wanting to give particular attention to where the author ends so that as you read through the book, you know where he's going and where the basic structure of his book is leading you to in terms of its finality. So just a suggestion. It's not easy to do, but it might help. If nothing else, if you're going to take on a book, you may want to at least read the beginning and then read the very end and then sort of think as you're going through, keep that in mind. So, congregation, the Lord gives us his word. And he gives us that word in order for us in our covenant context not to neglect the raising of our children that will make them wise unto salvation and Jesus Christ, and thus also that is true for each one of us who are in Christ Jesus. Let us be a church and a people that is in the word of God. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, we are thankful for the inscripturated revelation that you have given to us 
as a constant testimony of what thou hast done for and in thy people. We know that we have no excuse in terms of ignorance as to what the word of the Lord says. We ask that the spirit that thou hast given to us would correspond with the spirit that has given us thy word and that we would be faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ unto his glory. In Christ's name, amen.